0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Android Central Podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the Interim Editor-in-Chief here at Android Central and I have my lovely guest here. We have a short crew today. Um, That's because a lot of our people are uh, busy doing life stuff and are off or are busy doing work stuff and can't
1: join us. (laughs) So I've got Nick Sutrick with me. Hi, Nick. Hey, no, nothing wrong with a little end of summer, summer vacation. I
0: agree fully. And I've got Derek Lee with us. Hello, hello. You
2: know, I could use another vacation.
0: I, you are not allowed to go.
2: <laughs>
0: For those who are listening, Derek took like two long vacations during the summer and it killed everyone's productivity because he does so much. They were all during
2: <laughs> July too. So I took like half of July off.
0: I know it's it was Derek
2: is just too integral to the site
0: too integral to the site yeah um okay well we have um, a few things I want to talk about and obviously the the two main things I really want to talk about with you both of you two because you two did the reviews uh, are for the uh two main foldable devices that came out of Samsung Galaxy Unpacked so the Z Fold 5 and the Z Flip 5 and we'll start off with you Nick um you did the review for the Z Fold 5 you titled it Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 5 review, a stepping stone. Um, And then the subhead, just about everything is better. So why am I not as excited? Which I want to get into. But essentially, you gave it a uh, 4.5 stars out of 5. Still pretty good. Uh, Pros include the best performance and battery life, two different size displays, multitasking has never been better, good cameras, wide Compatibility with chargers and accessories. Years of promised so- blah blah blah. Years of promised software support. Uh, your cons include very high price. Display crease is still visible. No dust resistance. Cameras should have been better. Display displays flicker at all brightness levels. Um, take it away, Nick. Uh, specifically, take it away as to why you're not as excited
1: yes so I will not talk about PWM today I promise you're so PW- I've had enough PWM'd of now, maybe, out maybe next time but I'm done uh now that did not affect the score but I did actually uh review this as five percent I guess worse than last year's and it's funny because this is a better phone in every way than the Fold 4 right I mean it's it's got better battery life better performance uh, it folds flat, it's lighter, it's thinner. I mean, you know, most of the typical things that you would expect in at, at this point in a you know, life cycle of the, a phone, you know, we're still early in foldable, so you're still getting these big hardware improvements year over year and stuff like that. It fulfills all of those um, expectations, right? But I think for me, the reason I, I lowered the score a little bit versus last year is because a lot of the negatives are still the same. Mm. And for me, you know, yes, they improved some other things, but I I feel like at least one of those negatives should have been erased this year. Mm -hmm. You know, the cameras could have been better, like you said. The display crease could have been reduced. I mean, basically every other foldable phone on the market has essentially zero display crease when you open the thing up like you really have to look Which, for them and, Whereas, and you'd
0: assume they would have fixed that especially because this is like the fifth yeah. generation like you've had five years to work on that crease
1: exactly and this has got a brand new hinge right the thing folds flat and it bends the glass totally differently than uh, the last four generations of this product so it's it's just kind of weird to see that that looks the exact same when so many other pieces of that puzzle are completely different and you know with the cameras it it's nitpicky of course the cameras are fine i think everybody that buys the phone will be happy with them most of the time but if i'm going to spend eighteen hundred dollars on a phone i'm going to be really nitpicky with stuff like the cameras right like, this thing shouldn't have the same cameras as the $700 Galaxy S23. Yeah. It just shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, last year, again, I kind of gave it a sort of pass because it was a, a fairly sizable sensor improvement over the Fold 3. Um, I don't know that the results always showed that difference, but, you know, it, it was better. And this year, it's like, well, they didn't do anything with the hardware. All they did was improve, you know, some software-level stuff the The processor's better, so image handling's a little better in, like, lower light conditions. But, you know, like, zoom detail is okay. It's pretty good. Um, video is still great because Samsung is very good at video. But, you know, photo quality, I, you're still going to have trouble taking pictures of your kids or your pets. Like, again, there are a lot of these issues that Samsung phones have had for years, and This doesn't really solve some of those,
0: and it doesn't really justify that eighteen hundred dollar price. I'm curious, did they reduce the or in terms of last year's model, like how much of a price difference is it? But also, did they? decreased the price of the phone last year? Like, last year's phone? No,
1: they didn't, right? No, it's been this price for the... This is now the third generation. Which is so,
0: so funny to me. Like, it just makes no sense.
2: Yeah, because Samsung is, like, you know... And I've talked about this, like, so... Like, oh, we want to make foldables mainstream and have everyone, you know, we want to have 50% foldables by 2025 or whatever, but,
1: like... Yeah, spending $1,800 on a phone is not going to get you to that 50 percent mark
0: no and i just truly don't understand why they would not even consider reducing the price a little i mean i do understand it is a business phone which typically phones that are catered to like that kind of audience is more expensive i get that but you're not really offering anything new or more. And again, I think Andrew said it really nicely last time, or maybe maybe he said it during one of our meetings. These phones really aren't new devices. They are iterative de- devices, right? They're not right. phones that are like significant in improvements. So I get it, but then it also doesn't make sense to me that we're still pricing it at the price that it is at. We're still not really impro- like there's there yeah it just doesn't make sense right to me.
2: like and i and i kind of said this and we'll talk about this in a bit on my flip review but like these phones kind of feel like 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 the flip 5 kind of feels like a a flip 4 plus and i think that's what the fold 5 kind of yeah. feels like at least that's what it seems like it's just a fold 4 plus or like a fold 4 i, I don't know it's just like it There's not much new here. So it's like, why are are we paying this money for
1: the same thing? And I would straight up tell somebody with a Fold 4, don't bother upgrading. It really is not worth it. I mean, unless you really, really care about the phone being two two millimeters thinner, I I just, I really doubt anybody with a Fold 4 is going to spend, you know, however many hundreds of dollars it takes to get this thing, even upgrading, you know, and trading that old thing in. I, I can't see them going, yeah, that was totally worth my money. Yeah, uh, unless
0: you—I mean, unless you're a, a phone fanatic,
1: which is fine. Yeah, I mean, if you're somebody who upgrades every year anyway, whatever. It's, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. Uh, you you buy the thing, it's better, it's fine. I the one thing that I feel like is monumentally better year over year is the S Pen. Okay. And okay, and
0: this is a good point that you—I want you to talk about because I think you were very uh, exceptionally impressed this time around.
1: Yes. So S Pen on the Fold 3 and Fold 4 was great. It was a very good experience. You still can't use it on the cover display on the Fold 5, which I think is another missed opportunity from Samsung. But this new S Pen, it's just called the Slim S Pen, right? Um, and you get this with Samsung's Slim S Pen case, which is $100 for the case and the pen in one package. And, you know, 100 bucks for a case is a little difficult to, to swallow. But the functionality this adds to the phone is pretty impressive. Sorry. My phone just made a really awful noise. I don't know why. Anyway. It's okay.
0: <laughs> just keep it in the podcast. Just know that we have technology all around us, and they make a lot of noise. Okay, yeah. continue, and, Next, <laughs> And it's silence,
1: too. All right, anyhow. So um, this S Pen case is really impressive because it is so much thinner. Okay, it takes eight millimeters off the back of the phone compared to the Fold 4's S-Pen case. That's an entire phone off the back. So, you know, if you were rocking the Fold 4 with the S-Pen case last year... Wow. It was essentially three phones stacked on top of each other, right? Because this thing folds in half. It's now twice as thick as your average phone. And if you have that S-Pen there, here you go. Here's a a third phone in your pocket at the same time. Yeah. is, is basically what this thickness was. This year, it protrudes like one millimeter, which if you're holding the phone, you really don't notice it. I really would have to point it out to somebody to be like, hey, look, there's a hump here. And that's where the pen goes in. Like it, they have done such a good job engineering this thing. It, it, this is the kind of thing that I go, dang, that's what I want to spend my money on year over year is when, when there's a leap this big. And this pen this pen. Uh, this case and pen are definitely worth the money. I would not even hesitate saying that if you buy this phone, I would highly recommend buying this case because it really does add a lot of functionality. It is really well designed. I think the only negative point is that it doesn't protect the hinge. Oh, that's um, not good. That, that's another one of those semi-compromised things at this point in flip, uh, foldable phones because if you add hinge protection, it adds a lot of bulk. And now all of a sudden, if you're holding the phone in your left hand like I do, you now have you know, these extra few millimeters that your thumb has to travel to get to the screen. And, you know, it sounds stupid, but it's annoying, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, the hinge is already there, so adding extra space a, a, away from your, your hand and your thumb is just more annoying than it might already be, right? So- oh,
0: God, Nick. First world problems, <laughs> right? good lord (laughs) yeah i I,
1: I think this kind of stuff will get better and you know again it's it's kind of nitpicky but you know maybe somebody who drops the phone and it lands on the hinge and really no i I get what you mean yeah maybe will not be you know will not disagree with this point for sure uh
0: let's talk about the flip because this was a phone that probably had the most change of all the devices that samsung launched and of course we sent it to derek to review because he had previously blah, blah. i can't talk today guys <laughs> he previously reviewed the uh what was it the razor i never remember the title of the phone what is it yeah the razor plus razor plus there we go uh which has a very similar design uh, aspect so derek your article titled um is titled samsung galaxy z flip 5 review Bigger really is better, but the but then your subhead is but the larger cover screen shows that Samsung can't commit. God dang. Okay. Um, so you gave the phone four out of five stars. Uh, your pros include large cover screen, surprisingly decent cameras, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 performs like a champ, great design, relatively fast wireless charging, One UI comes with nice foldable quirks. Base model comes with 256 gigabytes of storage and it's water resistant. Your cons include battery life could be better. Cover screen takes t- some time setting up. Uh, still only two rear cameras. Um, no dust resistance, only 25 watt wire charging. So, you know, and it is not a, it's not a cheap phone. It's it's about a, a th- almost a thousand dollars USD, which is a. Um, still pretty expensive all right take it away derek what are your thoughts so
2: i mean the flip 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 um it's a good phone um you know it like like we said like it had the most changes um between the flip and the fold um now we have like a big cover screen um, on the front which has a weird side notch which is very interesting but um Generally like I mean it performs well like the, the chipset is is great. Like, you know I've had no issues no real issues except for once it did like randomly restart on me, but besides that like it performs like a flagship should um, Now when it comes to the cover screen because that's really the main thing like with the razor plus and with this like it's all about the cover screen I think and um, <sighs> Samsung just samsung is getting in its own way when it comes to this cover screen because it i don't know it's uh, what do i even start like it's still very focused on the widget experience which i actually love the widgets on the flip are great um like they just look great they feel great when you're swiping through them um you know they're pretty informative although i wish that they could do more But generally the widgets are fine but what isn't like fine is the app experience because samsung like out of the box there really isn't an app experience um like in order to get certain apps and i think there's like six um maybe six or seven or something um in order to get certain apps working on your cover screen you have to Like go into the settings and turn on the labs and then like enable apps on the cover screen and like even then Samsung is like they may not work how you expect or whatever it's like okay whatever Um, but like you have to like actively go in and and enable that and then that's only certain apps so that's like YouTube um, Google Messages, Samsung Messages which I mean who uses that come on Um, Google Maps WhatsApp um, like, just select apps, so I'm like, alright, this is weird like, there's only six apps really that I can use, and then if you want to use other apps, like pretty much any other app that you've installed on your phone um, you have to go into the Galaxy Store, download Good GoodLock um, go into Good GoodLock and then, like, download the multi-star module whatever it's called, and then go in there and enable another setting. I'm sorry,
0: then... Derek. I'm already like exhausted just exactly the process. And like, <laughs> no, just
2: no, I'm like, absolutely I'm like, not. No, no average consumer is going to be like, like going to know this and like.
0: And you know what, you know what the crazy part is? Okay. I get that this phone is marketed to, you know, content creators, Gen Z, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it, I think it's also marketed to like a lot of older folks like my mom who sees this phone and is like oh my gosh this is the cutest thing ever i mean yeah it's cute i want to have it it's so adorable but do you think my mom is gonna have the capability of doing that no
2: (laughs) i mean she's gonna
0: gonna expect me to do it and i'm gonna be like "Derek, help me right (laughs) and
2: then like you know to go on to your point of like this is marketed towards like you know the Gen Z and whatnot, and people on social media. Like it's interesting that like even in the like the first part, the labs thing, where like you have the select apps that Samsung curated for this experience. Um, you know, Instagram and TikTok aren't even among those apps. Um, so it's weird that like Samsung, you know, despite having certain optimizations for like Instagram when you're like putting the phone in Flex mode, um, so you can like record, you know, hands free. Like it's just funny that like among those like curated apps like the social media ones aren't included and then I mean it again it's just weird that you have to go through all these hoops to get your apps to work like obviously like with Good luck, it works so why can't Samsung just make it work right like it's Samsung's own software
1: <laughs> I wonder if um we'll see an update from. Instagram and some of these other popular apps in a few weeks, like we did with the fold four, or I'm sorry, with the fold five. And that's a point I have to make in a little bit that I forgot to on the fold five. So remind me to come back to that place when you're done.
0: No, no, no. Do it right now before no, you forget. No, no, no,
1: no, no, Finish with your flip. I'm not interrupting. You. Get
2: out. <laughs> here. Okay, go. I, it's a, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's weird. And you know, Samsung did like sort of say that like, I think more widgets are coming and I think, you know, that they're trying to get more apps on like the labs part. Because like having the apps in the like the labs widget and the, or whatever and then like the good lock enabled apps um, where you can like put pretty much any app like those are two separate widgets so it's like you know you still have two separate places to access your apps and it's a little weird it's messy and I'm there just was like, a
0: there was a thing that we said last week um, Derek which I think might go well with what you're trying to say but i think we kind of said that we felt samsung was being pretty lazy with this launch because when you look at other phones like for example motorola where you can do all the stuff that you're talking about and it's easy and then you have samsung which is the biggest android manufacturer releasing a phone like this, why wouldn't she want to have something that's more complete? And Jerry's response to that was maybe it's possible that there was a software, it was a software thing. Right. But then that doesn't make sense to me because it's like, if other, if other companies were able to do it and also Samsung, you have, you, you're, yeah, like you're the biggest company. Like, why weren't you, you know able to produce something that was a little bit more clean as a result i don't it just it it just kind of baffled all of us and it kind of sounds like it baffled you too
2: yeah um and i can't remember exactly what i wrote but like it's just it is just weird that like you know like google wallet for example like it works like from the cover screen but there's no ui like it won't come up and i think that's a software thing Um, i don't know exactly like i think nine to five um kind of explained it but um like it'll work it's just you won't like you can't open the app from the cover screen meanwhile motorola like you can pretty much do almost anything from the cover screen including google wallet so it's just baffling to me that you know the biggest android manufacturer can't figure this out and is kind of half-assing this large cover screen that you know it's obviously the point of this phone but like Samsung didn't really do much to like differentiate it like it's still just widgets and the app experience is like it's a, like an afterthought and Motorola meanwhile is like just focusing so much they're like you can do you can do pretty much anything without opening the phone and I'm like, that's kind of the smarter marketing, like the smarter way to go about it, like in terms of marketing.
1: And it's funny because it makes Motorola's marketing way easier because of this.
2: Right. Like Samsung is really just, <laughs> 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 I can't. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Going back to what you were saying though, uh, Nick, what What were you going to say?
1: Okay. So I wanted to talk about the aspect ratio, right? Um, and this is in regards to the Fold 5 because... If uh, anyone listening has not seen the prototypes, um, Samsung showed off a bunch of different prototypes for what could have been the Fold 5 in Korea when they did unpack this year, and uh, pretty much every prototype was wider than the existing model, okay? Some of them are way wider, some of them are only a little bit, whatever. Um, You know, and a lot of people over the years have wanted a wider Fold because when you have the narrow cover screen, it's... It's kind of awkward to use. You get used to it eventually, but it is, it's kind of weird to use just by the cover screen. And then when you open it, of course, it's now two cover screens wide. So it's a taller phone than it is wide. And a lot of other large foldables have differentiated themselves by being wider. You know, you open it, and it's kind of like having a 16 by 9 TV in your pocket, basically, right? It, it's, it's much more like that experience. Um, but I think, without Samsung saying as much, I think they left the aspect ratio the way they did this year because of the state of tablet apps. Um, when you try to either scale an app that's not built with a tablet UI, or you know, have to run it in portrait mode on a big screen on like a pixel fold or something, it's awkward, right? Like if you scale Twitter on that screen, it blows it up so much that you can't even read a full post, and Instagram's the same way, right? Um, Or I guess at least was until this week when Instagram uh, launched a tablet UI and hell froze over. But, you know, uh, I think until apps like Instagram that have been really stubborn historically and would not launch anything more than just portrait mode UIs, I think until that happens, Samsung's weird, tall, narrow aspect ratio actually works better for scaling than these other wide foldables
0: okay fair enough i think it's still a good point um do we have anything else we want to say about these foldables like i feel like we've kind of run
2: i mean you know again like not much has changed the flip you know the cameras are the same i didn't actually mind the cameras although like you know yes i i wish there was a third sensor um uh, battery life isn't that great um but otherwise i mean besides the huge cover screen on the front like there's not much there isn't too much different like again it's and also the new hinge so it's it closes flat like you know it um it's so it's i guess it's a little thinner um but yeah i don't know it's just like i think the whole just the confusing cover screen situation is just kind of that's why I didn't get a higher score is because I'm just like, I'm just baffled.
1: Yeah. So one one of the main selling features of the phone is bizarrely restrictive. Yeah.
2: Which
0: is just truly doesn't make sense. But, um, I guess it is what it is, right? <laughs>
1: that's that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> on that note, let's take a quick break. Um, And we have some other stuff that we want to talk about, obviously. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed's streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates with instant match. Over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data from the US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to US's Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ACP. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Um, I want to talk about an article that Andrew wrote. Um, I really, I'm really glad he wrote it because I think it, it's something that we should all be thinking about. I mean, to be honest, like we could, we can extend this to the number of devices that are being released every single year and whether they are really sustainable or not for the environment. But, um, let's talk about Andrew's article. It's titled, I'm tired of buying new cases and you should be too. Um, and this article is, is fantastic because it really does detail how we need to be better about how many times new cases are being released and whether it's really sustainable. And should we be, you know, coming up with a new design every single year or can we sort of repurpose old older cases uh, or, or have the same sort of um, uh, device um I can't think of it, specs so that old cases can fit on on, on the new devices. It makes us think a lot in terms of that. And I would love to get both of your perspectives on this. But it also made me think a lot about this conversation that I have talked about time and time and time and time and time and again, which is, should we really be releasing the number of devices that we are releasing On a yearly basis because i do not think that that is sustainable i do not think it makes any sense especially when we're getting devices like the fold and and the watch six and the tab s9 which are devices that did not really have significant um changes to the phones um Makes me question a lot about what these um, companies are doing, but then it also makes me wonder what Jerry said last week, which is, well, if we think about reducing the number of times phones are released, then we are reducing the number of hours people are working, and then some people will just end up becoming jobless. It's a catch twenty two situation. Right. Um. Anyways, thoughts on the article that Andrew wrote? What did you guys think?
1: I definitely agree with it. Um, I've said the same thing. Both you and him have said many times, right? Like. Uh the fold five this year, okay, other other than folding flat or whatever, like some of those unavoidable changes that are are downright improvements. Some of the reason that cases don't work is because they moved the LED flash on the camera module to the right of the lenses instead of where it was before, which was below.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If that wasn't the case, you could use most fold four cases on the fold five and vice versa so it's
0: so ridiculous
1: you know in in one way it's like are they doing this on purpose or is this just you know smartphone engineering is unbelievably difficult and complex no trying to fit all that stuff in this tiny little thing is you know an extraordinarily difficult job and i'm sure in some cases it's like well we have to put that thing there we can't move something else around but were, were there really enough changes in the Fold 5 that you had to move the LED flash? Like, it, it just it just makes me, like, stop and think for a moment. Like, what, was this really necessary? Or are you doing this so that people have to buy the Fold 5 to get the new S Pen?
2: Or, like, and I feel like with iPhones, like, you know, because they have the square, like, camera module in the back, and I feel like it's happened before where, like, the, the camera module will just be slightly, like, shifted or, like, you know, it'll be, like, a little bit bigger, but, like, or, like, on one side. I don't know. Just, like, these so minute changes that will, like, just mess everything up. Or, like, they'll even move, like, the the um, side buttons down or up, like, just right, a yes. little bit. And, and just, I like, think really... the,
0: the other issue beyond this is that... it's just I it's just so frustrating for me because obviously the other issue is that of course Samsung, Apple, Google I mean they all do this but they end up making their own official quote-unquote official cases for their phones but then it means so many other companies that make accessories have to manufacture, redesign, like right. come up with all this stuff and spend the money. And then are we going to see expected sales? Like it just, it baffles me that this industry, like, I don't know. I, I guess it's just like, I'm really like upset about it. Like, it's like really upsetting me because I'm like, it's not just one company that does it. It's every company that does it. And, you know, all of these companies tout during their, presentations oh you know our phones are made from ecological waste and like we're trying to protect the ocean and it's like but you're not like okay that's great but you are also contributing with so many other ways of like not being sustainable and it's just like it's really frustrating
1: right and and i would think that you could easily market you know an iterative update like this and instead of having this silly redesign you now keep the same design on the outside because you're going to do it anyway. You keep the exact same thing and then you market it. Hey, guess what? All of your existing stuff works with this. You don't even yeah. have to buy a new case. Like, yeah. that would be a great marketing campaign.
0: Totally, 100%. And it's just like... I feel
1: like so many people would go, yeah, you know what? I'll upgrade because now I don't have to spend three or $400 on new crap.
0: Yeah, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's kind of like the whole... Like, you know, I get that they decided to, like, a lot of companies stopped putting chargers in there um, when they ship their phones because they're like, oh, well, you already have so many chargers. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. That's smart. But it's also like, but then there's this whole case situation. It's like, dude, seriously? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It-
2: and I wonder, like, you know, because like As- ASUS recently launched the Zen Phone 10, which looks exactly like the Zen Phone 9. um like literally exactly surprise
0: surprise
2: (laughs) yeah and i I, you know that is something i want to like i wonder if I, i have to like research the phone more but i wonder if like you can use the same case with that phone like i'm sure there are some phones out there that are like so similar that you can do this but yeah, it would be like, it would be so smart if companies were right. just like, yeah, you know, use last year's cases, you know.
0: I wonder if they think, I wonder if they think that the reason why they don't want people to use last year's cases is like a, it's like a psychological thing. Like, you know, like I, I know I've been yeah, guilty of this. all new
1: stuff, right? Yeah,
0: if you're going to get new stuff, you get all your new stuff. Like it's, it's totally a psychological thing. But I wonder if like, like you were saying, Nick, if companies like, marketed in a way where it's like cool to reuse your old cases yes you know then people's psychology would be like oh well like i don't mind using something old like whatever
2: i'd say this feels very like like a fair phone move yeah um like i would expect this from them um although i think their next phone is probably going to be a bit different which i mean you know is necessary but like you know this is, a, this is definitely a move I would see from Fairphone or from like, uh, I don't know how many other companies are like really like sustainable focused, but um,
1: yeah, I would like to see more of that. Right. And, and I think that's, that all of that is part of the paradox of this conversation, right? Because, you know, on, on one hand, you have us who complain about phones when they come out and we're like, well, it's the same phone as last year and they're trying to tout it as something new. But I think the thing there is they're trying to tout it as something new, but it really isn't very new, right? So if they're going to keep the same designs and stuff, they might as well keep the exact same design and just upgrade the processor, the camera, things like that, okay? If, if that's what they're going to do in an iter- iterative upgrade year, then just go the whole way, right? Don't do these stupid little changes that make somebody buy a whole bunch of new stuff, right? And then the other half of the paradox is, like we were saying before, the sustainability thing. Is Samsung, for the last maybe three years, I think I'm not sure how long it's been, but a few years now, has regularly upped the ante and and you know their dialogue about e waste and this and that and the other thing, but you know, yeah. I what do I do with my old cases? I guess I just throw them away. Like I, what what do you do with an yeah. old phone case? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not it's not a good look, but
1: you know, or or everything else, right? Like it's like the charger thing. It's just yeah. I, don't know.
0: I mean, it's it's a, it's I guess this is just one of those conversations that will be ongoing, and we are going to keep having it until some kind of change actually happens, which I don't know if it will. <laughs> like, quite frankly. Yeah,
2: and I think I don't know. I I think because then that kind of shifts the um, responsibility to the case makers in terms of like because I'm pretty sure there are casemakers out there who are, like, sustainable and, like, use reusable materials and things like that. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, we've got a number of recycled ones that we... Yeah. And Namira has in her guides. So. Yeah.
2: um So, like, there's plenty of that, but I just feel like it shifts the blame and... Or, it shifts responsibility, sorry. And um, it's kind of not fair to them. Like, yes, like, we should have these sustainable cases, but companies also just need to get better at it. Like, I would... I wouldn't mind if... The Galaxy S24 oh. looked exactly like the Galaxy S23. As long as it brought a significant amount of internal upgrades, um, you know, if Samsung were able to figure that out, if companies can figure that out, like, give us the upgrades we want. But, you know, it's fine if you keep the same design. Like, we don't mind.
0: Yeah, totally. All right, well, you know, Samsung, Google, Apple, mm, Motorola, all of the companies, Asus, you know, We've been talking about it a million times in a row. Let's be more sustainable. (laughs) Let's go. Come on. Uh, Okay, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back, guys. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, stop what you're doing and take a listen because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer we've seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 25 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months. And you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. Over 36,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of the special financing offer at netsuite.com/android. Netsuite.com/android to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. Netsuite.com/android. Great. um, So switching gears to some news that came out um, just like literally 24 hours ago, headlined Facebook Messenger is breaking up with SMS. The messaging app is planning to drop SMS integration next month. Thank the Lord. Uh, Basically, Meta has announced, Meta, if, if you guys have all been living under a rock, Meta is the parent company of Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. Meta has announced that Facebook Messenger will no longer provide SMS support. The change will happen when users update the app after September 28th. At that point, the app will redirect users to their phone's default SMS app. I mean, honestly, like, why didn't this happen sooner? First of all, who even uses... M- I don't even... Like,
2: <laughs> honestly, <laughs> though, like, every time I have to, like, set up a new phone and reset up Messenger, mm-hmm. it always asks, like, do you want to use SMS? I'm like, ew, no. Like,
0: yeah, I... why am I
2: using Messenger for SMS?
1: Like... I, I used to back in the day before... When, yeah i i think when people were still figuring out the chat app situation it was like well everybody has facebook and everybody has sms so this kills two birds with one stone i'll just use this for both and i did for a while and this i think once google finally figured out how to make google messenger good that's when i stopped using it.
2: yeah yeah i like how how was that experience because i just like i don't know i feel like I don't like the idea of, like, mixing Messenger and SMS, because, like... Oh, yeah, I get it. Um, Like, I just... I I, I don't know. I would call it
1: being a good experience. Um, I mean, I I think the the messaging app debacle was a lot worse five years ago than it is today. You know, I, I think, for the most part, if you're using carrier messaging, you use Google Messages... And otherwise you just use whatever messenger app your friends use, right? Your family uses. And it's not really I a huge deal. I think that
0: conversation is still very ongoing and very interesting to me because like I am the kind of person. So I have different forms of conversation with different people. Like yep. with certain people, I only am friends with them on Instagram and Um, we converse over Instagram messaging. Um, There are certain people that I exclusively, exclusively text with. I actually have certain people that only use WhatsApp, only use Signal or only use Telegram. Like I literally have all of these. And I wonder if like, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I know Derek, you deal with this. I think Nick, you do as well. But like, would it make more sense if we all had it in just one app? Like You know, and I keep,
2: I keep saying that. I've said it before. I think even on this podcast, like, you know, uh, everyone, everyone, like, especially people outside of the U.S. are always complaining like, oh, you know, the U.S. is so, you know, just like always focus on like iMessage and Google Messages when we all just use WhatsApp. And it's like, no, you all don't use just WhatsApp. Because I have plenty of people who are using Telegram too, and then like my dad is now trying to get me on Signal, and I'm like, no, I don't want another messaging app. It's a lot. No, you like y'all over in you know Europe and all these other countries, y'all deal with the same thing, kind of. You know, it's not as annoying as the whole iMessage, you know, Google Messages thing. Because at least, well, at least you know those two apps can still use SMS together. I don't even think these other apps can like intermingle um so in a way I feel like that's kind of worse like I can't use signal with a telegram user right correct like I don't think so so like you know and and like my you know like I said my dad's trying to get me on signal and I'm like no I'm not trying to get another app because I already use google message like we text we we both have android so I'm like just use google messages and then I use instagram for some people and then telegram for you know colleagues um so I just I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Wasn't
1: there talk of Google Messages recently trying to bring some of those things in? I mean, there
2: was some like I don't know. I know there was some security interoperability thing that was announced recently, but I I don't know. I think the EU was trying to figure something out too cuz of course it's the yeah. EU. Um, I,
1: I swore there there was something. I don't know if I saw read it on Reddit yeah, or what. Yeah, and I but... think
2: like I think the EU is trying to like force messaging apps to like work together right um and you just have whatever means. your
1: preferred ui is essentially right um, and
2: then and then of course apple is like no
1: yeah what screw Apple? well um but yeah
0: so i mean apple apple is going to be apple
1: exactly so i think the two of you are probably too young but when i was a kid aol Nick, how Messenger, old are you
0: okay you don't have to tell i'm us, like but... 10
1: years older than both of you
0: okay whatever okay
1: I think. I don't think you I'm are. I'm at least a little older than you than the two of you are. Wait, no,
0: no, no. Okay, just message in the group chat right now. I I'm curious to know. Don't say it. I'll be I'll be 38 next
1: month. Okay, you're not you're I don't I don't care about saying it in here. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't matter to me.
0: Okay, you're not that much older in, in any case. Okay.
1: <laughs> when I was a kid, okay. AOL Instant Messenger was the shit. We is, right? we like, had
0: that too, Nick. Why are you talking like you were so old? <laughs>
1: All right. Do you, did you ever use Trillion?
0: Okay, I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm an immigrant an though, app. so
0: don't, don't ask me.
1: <laughs> all right, that's fine. So this is an app that combined a whole bunch of messaging platforms back in the day. I think it was like IRC, AIM, and I don't remember what else. It was, it was a couple of them, but it was like one user interface and you had all these you know, services that you hook up to it. And it was like, that was the first time I ever remember using an app like that, where it was like, oh, that's pretty
0: cool. I can have all of
1: my stuff in one place. It's very nice. Can you imagine
0: if they had, if they started charging you to use these like services?
1: Right. And
0: you'd have to like bundle like your chat, your, your like WhatsApps. So signal telegram well, it's funny because
1: i looked up trillion right before i i started talking about this and they do charge four oh bucks a my month god for whatever oh my their services i don't even know what they combine anymore but apparently it's still around so wow 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 wow
0: yeah i mean i wish they, they we had that but i guess um i guess no one really cares or it's like not that big of a deal for people to care about.
2: i mean with the facebook messenger thing like you know it's it's
0: we completely digress. I mean, rid of SMS.
2: <laughs> we we really did. No, it's, <laughs> it's all I mean, related. <laughs> yeah, it's all related. I mean, with the Facebook Messenger thing, I think it like, if they were able to like add other services, like I don't really care about SMS that much. Like even though like I kind of do because I'm in the U.S. But like, what important. other services? But like. I don't know. Just everything else, like the signal, the the Telegram, Oh, oh! The I would not want that. I don't. Like,
0: I don't want Meta like, to be owning so much of.
2: I mean, not not owning, just like integrate with, like oh, okay, you know, fair. allow yeah. cross messaging, especially. Yeah. And it's weird. Like I don't think you can do that with Messenger and WhatsApp, right? Which is weird. Cause, no,
0: no, no. Because they're own, although, and they're the same company, which is weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I also think that's a. Um, I think that's a. A um,
0: business strategy.
2: Anti-competitive sort of thing. I think like yeah i think that the government or someone like the regulators like don't want that uh like i think they're trying to right. keep whatsapp its own thing Um yeah. which i and, guess makes and i sense. know
1: this week we had we had another thing about rcs uh they launched end-to-end encryption for group chats right is oh that yeah correct
2: yeah and rcs is now the default on uh google messages right
1: which which, which is, is nice which is excellent i mean Thank God! Like, yeah, we're, we're finally, yeah, like it, it, we're finally getting
2: there, right? Yeah, like, cause I think all the U.S. carriers have like adopted it as you know Google Messages as the default. I know AT and T recently finally got onto Google's RCS standard, so yep. uh, this is just another you know way to um, to get Google Messages and RCS out there.
1: Yes, but, which which is also funny because you know, how many years were we trying to, I mean, I say we, whatever, we wanted the carriers to work together and just build a new standard. And they tried and they failed, whoever knows how many times, right? And, and now that Google is finally able to, to take the reins here and do what we wanted them to do for a long time. Now you have this pushback from, uh, I think Apple users in particular that are like, I don't want Apple to adopt rcs because it goes to google servers and i don't trust google and now it's like oh great yeah (laughs) now the conversation is is uh completely different from the way i wanted that to go so like we're we're getting what we wanted in one or two ways and then in another way it's like even worse than before
0: yeah totally okay let's talk about our last article because i'm tired of talking about facebook (laughs) (laughs) ok. Uh, but I, I think Nick is going to be talking about this more. Nick and Derek, because i I don't really know much about this. but uh, although i did I did play one of this game, not on this device, anyways, let me let me let me tell you what the story is. So uh, Nick wrote an article about uh, ten days ago titled, Someone actually Walked across all of Skyrim with a Quest Two and a treadmill." uh for one from one end to another in a whopping 2 hours that's actually pretty impressive youtuber virtual panda used a quest 2 gaming pc and a cat vr Omnidirectional treadmill to physically walk across the virtual world of Skyrim. The Cat VR Walk C2 Core is a new omnidirectional treadmill that works with popular VR games. And the treadmill goes on sale on September 15th for $899 and is the latest in omnidirectional treadmill technology from the company. Nick, are you reaching out to this company to get a sample of this treadmill? I am curious. I,
1: I will try my very best because I've always wanted to use one of these.
0: This is a pretty cool concept. Okay, tell us about, the, tell, tell us about what happened here. And, um, man, that's, that's impressive. That's really cool. Right.
1: It starts with the omnidirectional treadmill, right? Which, if you've seen or read Ready Player One, you'll know exactly what that is, right? It's a, it's a, it's a circular treadmill, and the, the bottom where you're walking moves in all directions, hence the name, right? And this is linked to um, your, virtu- your VR headset, Uh, In this case, a a Quest 2. And it it holds your body in place by this, like, uh, it's like a giant arm that swivels around the whole thing. So you can freely move and walk, and it, you know, just just sort of helps with immersion. Um, This, I thought, was really cool. And, And this is not necessarily a unique idea. I've seen that some other YouTubers have done this throughout the years. But I thought this one was cool because this particular treadmill is smaller and far less expensive than most of these have been up to this point.
0: I'm um, I'm I'm curious to know did this YouTuber tell us how many steps he took <laughs> like I'm like that would be something I'd want to know
1: That would be pretty cool Um one of the commenters on our article said Skyrim's only like 4 miles across which is fine oh. I mean Yeah I I think you know we have larger virtual worlds these days Skyrim's like what 15 years old now it's yeah. it's, it's a pretty old game but I still thought it was really cool to see this where it's like you have this interesting melding of the the virtual and the physical and and i feel like for me this would be such a cool way to just do like casual exercise at home like i would love to walk across a world like this and just like play around with things yeah yeah yeah. you know it's it's more interesting than my neighborhood
0: (laughs) yeah
1: so you know this particular thing required a gaming PC because there's no Skyrim on the Quest 2 natively. Um, But this thing does work with a number of, you know, Quest 2 native games. And I'd love to see even more developers start to uh, add support for uh, these types of treadmills in the future, especially if they start selling cheaper ones that people can actually afford to buy. Uh, So I just, I don't know, it, it really piqued my interest and I thought it was a really fun thing to share with people and, and it, it got a a pretty good set of eyes on it, so I, I think other people are interested in, in the concept as well.
2: Yeah, I like, you know, I love Ready Player One, like that's one of my favorite movies and like the whole treadmill thing is just so cool.
1: I agree, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't even like use VR, I don't play Skyrim, so like I don't really care about any of that, but like <laughs> the treadmill, <laughs> the treadmill thing was just like so interesting, and I would, yeah, like, like, you know, just put me in, um, uh, what is it, Horizon, the the VR version.
0: Oh, yeah. And just, like, yeah. let me
2: walk around, like, that world or something.
0: Let like, me, I so would cool. want to walk around Hyrule. Let's be real now.
2: Oh, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah.
1: Dude, that'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> or even, or even the new, the Harry Potter game. Like, I would yes. love to walk yeah. around uh, there. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. Oh, uh,
2: yes. Or, that, like. That would be uh, crazy in Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, I I know, my gosh. Like, but like, can but you but like imagine? They, they would need, like, a, like, a thing, like, a, a separate, like, thing for you to, like, be able to like ride a broom with or something
0: no i think it would have to be exclusively like if you want to get your steps in you have to just walk and you're not allowed to use your broom
2: you know what why doesn't why doesn't pokemon go like do something you know oh that would be kind of cool too yeah totally i'm
1: actually a little surprised niantic hasn't done something in in vr especially with them coming out with new games all the time like I just saw yesterday that they're coming out with the Monster Hunter, you know, yeah, Pokemon I saw that. Go, basically.
2: I saw that, too, and um, actually, I got an ad for it, like, yesterday on when I was playing one of my apps, but um, I thought that was weird, because didn't they just, like like kill a bunch of product like projects or something because they got rid not, of
1: the harry potter one funny enough so, i mean speaking of harry potter stuff
2: yeah i used that for like a little bit and i was bored. yeah
1: same thing and like pikmin bloom is still going that's that's one of their other projects uh i don't know how many people use that i never hear anybody talk about it but i know it's still going because pikmin ford just came out and they they talked about it in that game or at least in the in the ads for that game right you
0: know what would be really cool um this treadmill and a VR version of Animal Crossing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would work
0: because it's like a it's like a cozy game where you you can literally just walk around your island and check up on your little neighbors and grow so turnips. I,
1: with that <laughs> said, okay, there are lots of those games, um, and this treadmill works with anything on Steam VR that supports smooth locomotion which oh my
0: gosh just so cool. means
1: using a joystick to move your virtual character right? that is so cool so i i wouldn't be surprised if you could fire up any one of the ones that are on there and do that with it i mean it's not animal crossing but it's cool. a, you know a lot of them are similar harvest moon kind of concepts right <laughs> that
0: will that would make derek's day <laughs> all right well on that note let's talk about the things that made us happy this past week what made you guys happy
1: why don't i ever think of this ahead of time i don't know because i literally every I, week we do this and I'll i go, Crap, I forgot to think about it again
0: i didn't think about it this time either so um i'm not
1: going first all right so uh we just finished watching naruto we've never watched naruto cute. before cute, we got cute, through cute. the original series uh we did use a guide to skip most of the filler um learning about that series like just the tumult that went on with that series and how they i don't know if they switched animation studios or what they did but you know they basically had a a lot of rights issues and because of that like the second half of the original series is just basically junk you can skip unless you're really into the the lore and we resubscribed to crunchyroll again uh like two days ago and we're watching shippuden now oh yeah i have so many wrecks for I, well, you. you you gave me a few from last time and i have i have them on a list in that app so yes please please keep them coming because i'll just keep adding them to the list but you know on top of uh starting shippuden um we also noticed that demon slayer season three is on crunchyroll so we will be starting that very soon as well which i'm i'm very excited about that
0: cool that's exciting Amazing. Okay, Derek, your turn.
2: Um, okay, I'm I can so go tired. if you really want. I like to oh, go. No, fast. no, no. I, 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 yeah, I, I got it. Um, so I have what's called um, philosophophobia. And what does that mean? So it means, like, I'm, I'm afraid of big bodies of water. Oh,
0: interesting. Oh, thalassophobia. So, I heard philosophophobia. So I was like, are you afraid of philosophy?
2: <laughs> D- Derek's allergic to uh, uh, intelligent conversations. Philosophobia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what?
2: Okay. Can't you tell? Um, okay,
0: so thalassophobia. yes. You're scared of big wa- yeah, waters, philo- of bodies of water. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so, like, lakes and um, oceans like, as a kid, like, my family would try to take me to the beach because I'm from San Diego, and I would cry every single time. Oh. Um, and to this day, I don't really go in the water like that. Um, like, pools are fine. But over the weekend, I, um, my friends and I went up to a lake just randomly um, to the dog, and um, I, like, I got in, and, like, the water was, like, Fairly clear Which kind of helps mm-hmm. So like I got in And like I didn't go Like the lake was huge But I didn't go out too far I think I went like Waist deep And I was like Alright that's as far As I'm going um, But that's like still like Pretty impressive
0: that, For someone who Is afraid of Large bodies of water Yeah
2: Like it Like it terrifies me Because like It's just I don't know Like and I don't even think There are like Any fish or whatever Or like No
0: but it's just like The unknown like, Not knowing like What's Exactly <laughs>
2: exactly so like i yeah i went i went in waist deep and you know i i was afraid to go any further but like i think that's as far as i've gone um so i was like pretty proud of myself for that so good job i'm just like trying to prepare myself because um like hawaii later this year is like i've never been to hawaii you're not gonna really
0: be near the water though so don't worry (laughs) you're gonna be good
2: yeah well i'm also i'm also going um uh, I guess friends and I have plans to go for New Year's and I like the plan is like I wanna like go in the water and you know, from what I understand the water's fairly clear, so yeah. I think that might help. Um I even bought like an action camera because I wanna do like the man like snorkeling with the man ray kind of thing, whatever.
0: Oh cute, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm just very nervous and I'm trying to like work my way up to like you know, getting in the water, like in the water. So Well, you I don't will know. make I'm it. Nervous, I but... promise you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, what made me happy? Well, two things. The so first is I've been really getting into Lego. Um, I think I've mentioned it to Nick and some of our other team members, but um for my birthday I got um Lego flowers, like a bouquet of flowers, and I that was like the first thing I built and it was really relaxing and it helped with my anxiety and it was just like really fun and last year um my partner and i we bought the uh lego thing for the office like the um, I don't know what it's called. Like, I guess partnership with the office and we never built it. And then when I finished building the flowers, I was like, can I build this? Like, I just want to start doing it. And he was like, yeah, 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 go for it. And so I've been building it out and it's been so relaxing, but also so fun because obviously I love the office and there's all these like little details and it's so well done and it's just like, it's been so much fun and it's been bringing a lot of joy and then the second thing is um, I I have a stand mixer, like a, you know, like one of those stand mixers for baking. And I bought an attachment um, not too long ago to make ice cream, like an ice cream attachment. And I want to make ice cream this weekend. And I'm really excited about that. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to make vanilla ice cream for now, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun um okay well on that note uh wherever you're listening to us whether it's in the morning afternoon or night thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us we truly truly appreciate it and we will catch you guys next time bye